welcome to episode 159, season 8, episode 4 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I am Andy, joined across town by Andrew. In prime time. Prime time, also on the correct night of the week, this week. And we are joined by... We did it. We did it. We were joined by uh, Andrew's voice doppelganger, uh, Tom. Friends, at the end of last season, I made a vow that I would stop following Clemson football. <laughs> and then and then, Clemson hired a new offensive coordinator, and I, I came back, and I made it three and a half quarters this season before I Why? swore what, them off again. What could have possibly happened? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we can maybe get to that, possibly. This is like the uh, uh, this is like grocery stores putting the milk in the back, so you have to walk through everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to hear about it, but we're gonna go through the polls first. We, we can't give people what they want right away. We gotta tease the good shit. All right. Um, speaking of the, well, actually, no, that that's the good shit is later. Um, I guess we could talk through uh, a couple polls here. Do we care? Uh, let, let's let's just pick one. Do we care about the AP or the coaches poll more? Neither. Okay. All right, let's move on to the FPI then, the only poll that matters. <laughs> Can you do that, Andrew? <laughs> You're really not going to cover one? All right. <laughs> sure, we can do the AP. Uh, we can do the AP top 10. And we got uh, I to make the sure these... Is funnier. All right, yeah, do the coaches. Why don't you do it? Do you, you do the honors. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Fine, you can do the FPI. Coaches poll. We got Georgia with 63 first place votes. Michigan with one at number two. Alabama with two first place votes uh, at number three. Ohio State, uh, Florida State uh, up three points, or three places rather, and we can talk about why here in a bit. Uh, USC at six, Penn State at seven, Washington up three places to number eight, Tennessee up one place to nine, and Texas. Coming into the top ten, uh, conveniently this week, uh, up two places. So, right at the back. Can you yep. uh, show us who's in twenty first and twenty fourth, respectively? Sure. Uh, well, it, it it won't mean anything until later when we cover this game. <laughs> However, surely no one knows what happened last. <laughs> surely, <time>. surely <laughs> they do not. Uh, Clemson down twelve places to number twenty one. Uh, there's oh. a. Uh, you will notice that they are 0 and 1 now. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This next team and we're going to talk about. Here, four spots in front of who? Duke, uh, who is also 1 and 0, which is kind of strange. Uh, but they're uh, number 24. Um, so and they were non ranked. Slightly better than Duke is what we're getting. Mm-hmm. Correct, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. I just yeah. want to make sure. Just slightly. Yeah. One, one of those teams, uh, Duke, uh, has a win. The other one does not, uh, Clemson. So, yes. Correct. Well, we'll we'll talk about the games last week here in a minute. But uh, Andrew, can you run through the FPI real quick? Yeah, we have a new number one team in the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, two Ohio State slipped to number Rotide. two. Georgia three. Oklahoma up seven spots to fourth. I don't know what Oof. Oklahoma did last week. What did they do? Oh, they beat Arkansas State seventy three to nothing. Okay, sure. I guess that's good um, for uh, analytics this early in the season, maybe. USC 5th, Notre Dame 6th, Michigan 7th, Florida State 8th, Texas dropping four spots to 9th, uh, LSU, let's see, anything else fun? The funny thing LSU is that Texas struggled with, uh, Texas struggled with Rice there some, uh, some being a keyword, 37 to 10. I mean, I don't know, struggle. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was a narrative I was seeing online. But whatever, the coaches moved them up and the analytics moved them down. So what are you going to do? Uh, well, coaches moved them up because a team in front of them lost. Two teams in front of them lost. That's fair. Uh, LSU moved down 10 spots. Clemson moved down 11 spots, 18th. UCF up hmm. 16 spots to 19th. I thought UCF okay. wasn't supposed to be good this year. I guess we'll talk about why LSU moved down 10 spots here in a little bit, too. Let's uh, where's Colorado at in this FPI thing? Let's see. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is this yeah. is fun. Uh, look at number fifteen on the uh, FPI, please. Uh, the Utah Utes. Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, which way did they go down in this in the FPI? Oh, down or, three uh, actually, they, they went down three spots. I I, I messed that up. They, they went down they three spots versus, 
versus a uh, mediocre team, so I don't yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a surprise. Uh, well, the, some teams some teams struggle against their cupcakes. Colorado may have the biggest movement of the week. They're up 31 spots. Oh, no, there's a team who's up 43 spots. But Colorado's up 31 spots to 71st. So they were oh. 102nd going into the week. Let's see where TCU is. Where, where are they at now? Sorry, I'm scrolling down and down and down. They are 71st. TCU okay. is 37th. Okay. Um, so. Huh. All right. FPI, once again, they're wrong. Do we want to guess? I mean, do we want to guess, as always, the worst Power 5 team in here? I feel like we probably know who it is. Mm, Northwestern. Except, except I don't know who it is. I got to find it. It's Northwestern. It's got to be Northwestern. Well, right. You would. Uh, uh, but again, this is the FPI. I think it's Navy, actually. Navy is P5? Yeah, since when is Navy? Wait, P5 or are we saying FPS? Sorry, my bad. Uh, P5. Said, said P5. Okay. P5, then... And it is not still looking. I found it. Andy, who do you think it is? You don't look. Who, I found it. Who is it? I already looked. Uh, it is the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, that was going to be my second guess, actually. It was going to be Virginia. Only five spots behind Boston College. The ACC is an entire state right now. That it is. Well, I'm glad. It's a good thing they added Stanford and Cal. Then. <laughs> they can well, I'm sure are also prowess. hovering around Virginia and Boston College down there. Uh, let's see. Where's where's uh, Stanford is uh, 69th. Nice. Nice. And Cal is 30th. Wait, what? Cal would be the fourth highest ranked ACC team. How is that possible? Oh. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, whatever. There's your FPI. Whatever. That sucks. That's why we use the BCF toys, man. Yeah. Sure. Tell us about the tell us about the BCS CCS toys. What's going to be hot it's this Christmas? F-E- it's the FEI ratings. It is on. Okay. If you look up, just look up FEI ratings, you'll see it. Sure. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. Alabama is number one, Andy. Yeah. Time to grab that pitchfork, buddy. I don't care. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. We're just missing a bunch of stats on here. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, we played we an FCS team last week, efficiency. I guess. Probably. Uh, probably that. Uh, Michigan, Tennessee, Penn State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Utah, and Texas. Let's see if there's any fun things if I go to the actual link and... Uh, I only did the top 10 in our screenshot. Oh, let's see. Who, who do they say is the worst uh, uh, P5? Who we got here? They say Looking the worst P5 through. is Colorado. <laughs> At 101? <It> does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Northwestern at 99. Yeah, I know that, and he has in there, um, some of these might be because they, all these analytics things, they uh, they do off-season, like, basically the, the built-in formulas matter a lot. I think it's usually through, like, four weeks. So, <laughs> if they keep winning, it'll, uh, you know, it'll eventually catch up, but there's a lot of preseason numbers that are probably doing some heavy lifting for... Uh, or actually pulling Colorado's numbers down, I would imagine, for them. Anyways, uh, so there's that. Uh, let's talk about uh, first, and this was not a game that we covered last week in our preview, because I don't think we thought that we needed to. Uh, Michigan State was playing, uh, and actually I don't even remember who they were playing. If anybody remembers, they, uh, there was a player that was injured during the game. and uh, the, first, the first play of the game. Central Michigan, they were playing. Um, play the game. He gets injured, and they got to stretcher him off, and the dude's leg is like I mean, shaking as he's coming off the field. Let's let's not gloss over that. He also went into the uh, what we to the locker room, right? No, we see his concussions where his arms went into the fencing position, were stiff. He rolled over, was clearly knocked out. They stretched oh, yeah. him out. And then he came back out and played in the third quarter. 
<laughs> yep. And defensible. I, I think a good policy is if you leave on a stretcher and or a cart, you just don't get to play the rest of the game. Like well, especially if it's like a, a especially if it's a if it's head injury uh related. If it's something else and they're just being like careful, like maybe they think that you tore something, but they turns out it's just like a bruise or something. I, I don't know. They but weren't, yeah. I, but like, they weren't even playing like like Michigan or Ohio State or something. Right. They're playing a directional state. Like, why even take that chance? They, um, they uh, like, honestly, like, there needs to be an investigation. Mel Tucker and that whole staff need to go because that is indefensible what happened in that game. And I can't believe that it has not gotten more coverage than it is because it's absolutely disgusting. Well, people are too uh, too preoccupied making fun of Dabo. That's the problem, I think. That is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, Mel Tucker is very grateful that uh, Dabo did something. Uh, maybe not necessarily worse, but uh, way more embarrassing uh, last night, I suppose. Or at least it was more recent. I don't know whether it was more embarrassing. So, I mean, but even still, there were two days that they, you know, I don't know. It is interesting that he didn't. It didn't. It didn't seem to get brought up at all. I mean, I guess uh, for better or worse, like Sparty has a little bit less national pull than Clemson has had by virtue of Clemson's won a couple natties or however many it's been in the last like decade or so. And Michigan State has not been at that level. So maybe that's they just don't have the visibility. I don't really know. But it does seem like more people should be talking about um, we will start trying to talk about last week's game. So last Thursday, we had Kent State at UCF, and UCF uh, won 56-6. NC State at uh, UConn, uh, NC State won 24-14. And then we have Florida it's, at Utah. <laughs> still blows my mind that <laughs> UConn got a home game against NC State. That's funny. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Utah... One at home, 24 to 11. Uh, Graham Mertz uh, kind of picked up where he left off up at Wisconsin. Looked like shit. Um, yeah. Not good. Not great. And Utah was missing their quarterback and uh, a couple other uh, starters on offense and still won 24 to 11. And uh, yeah. Florida does not look great. I believe for one of the one of their special teams plays, they sent eight guys out onto the field and had to call a timeout because they didn't have enough men on the field. Uh, and then another um, one, they had two guys with the same number on the field at the same time, which caused a first yeah. down for Utah. And Billy Napier's whole thing has been like, Oh yeah, we, we've got a ways to go, but at least we're going to be very disciplined and we're going to play like the right way and all this. Yeah. They, y'all ain't even, if you can't even do that right, then I mean, that's, that's not on the coaches. That ain't on the players. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's on him. And, well, I mean, it's ultimately on him. I mean, I'm assuming they have a special teams coach or a. Uh, oh, no. I think that they, they call it. They actually have a special teams coach. Yeah. yeah it's it's we called a game that. changer coordinator, I believe. Game changer coordinator. Uh, stupid as shit. All right. Nebraska. Was it Minnesota? <laughs> Uh, Minnesota wins 13 to 10. Uh, this was a old school Big Ten. Uh, that was a good game. Slugfest slash pillow fight, something, something of that uh, nature. Minnesota, at the end of that game, Minnesota is currently in the clubhouse with catch of the year right now uh, to take the lead in that game. Guy did an amazing toe drag to take the lead, and then Nebraska, I believe, missed a field goal at the end to uh, tie that game. Yeah, that was, and that I believe, I believe that they were, if I remember right, Nebraska was winning, and then. Minnesota tied it to take it to overtime. Is that right? Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Nebraska could have won it in regulation. They were up, but then Minnesota tied it and took it to overtime, and then they won no, in overtime. It did, it did no, not, it did not go to overtime. Oh, I thought it did. No. Fine. All right. <laughs> well... Nebraska lost another game by less than seven points. I can't remember how many there were last year, but it was I a lot. Seven. Seven, seven games by less than seven points. Yes. So add one more to that tally if you want a rolling 12-month uh, count. 
Friday, we had the Battle of the Miamis in Miami, Florida. Came out on top, 38-3. Well, Whoa. yeah, not much to say there. I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, it was always kind of a dream, I guess, that that would actually go the other way. Louisville was at Georgia Tech, and Louisville won there, uh, 39-34. to Also, when I said there, uh, it was actually at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It wasn't at Bobby Dodd. Georgia Tech was up big early, and uh, yeah, <laughs> look what happened. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, things aren't, uh, you know, didn't start off great for Georgia Tech's new coach, whoever Georgia, he is. Georgia Tech so, scored twenty-eight points in the second quarter. Brent, yeah. uh, I want to say Brent Key, something like that. Sure. Yeah. Let's see, Brent Key. Um, yeah, he's wearing a Georgia Tech guy, uh, hat, so I guess that's him. All right. Uh, Saturday, we had Colorado at TCU at noon on Fox for your big nude Saturday. And Colorado wins 45-42. to 42. Not uh, sure why, but I didn't include any of the spreads on these. But this one was a fairly big spread, if I remember 20 correctly. And a, 20 and a half, because I hammered it. <laughs> we get hammered it. That was a silly uh, spread. Even because See, this is a silly spread from one because TCU literally lost their entire team. And you knew that the hype yeah. from Colorado and, Dion's, and Dion was going to keep that game close for a while. I did not expect Colorado to win it, but I was like, there's no way in hell they're losing by three. You still times. hammered the under, I assume. Yeah. Uh, I did not hammer the under on that game. Oh. Do you ever hammer the under on a Big 12 game? No. I don't know. Mm. You just hammer the the overs on Nebraska games. Okay. I mean, uh, and I, I said that poorly. You, you bet that TCU would not cover. I bet that Colorado would cover. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Said the other. I way. hammered. So. I hammered Colorado's spread. Correct. Got it. Well, it worked out for you. Because not only did TCU not cover, they actually lost forty-five, forty-two. And um, I don't know. I, I guess we could move on. But also, I know that um, I'm not sure how, how to feel about this one. I mean, obviously, TCU lost a lot. I think Colorado, um, if nothing else, uh, sure, Sanders had like 500 and something yards passing. Um, Colorado who's record. That? Yeah. And who's the uh, who's that wide receiver? Is it Travis Hunter? I want to say. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Yeah, he's two way player. Um Looks like he's going to put up insane stats. He played 110 snaps that game. Yeah, he. I mean, he's essentially doing what Heinz Ward did like 20 years ago or so. Oh, uh, wow. But he probably... 20 years ago. <laughs> but Chris he's, Gamble uh, for Ohio State did this 20 years ago. Heinz Ward did it like 30 years ago. <laughs> I don't think it was that long ago. Mm. I'm not that old. Mm. <laughs> All right, now I got to know. It was definitely, and he's forty-seven years old. See, so you are that old. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm forty. Uh, the word was was played in 1994, 90, 1997. That was thirty years ago. Almost thirty was when he started. <laughs> almost thirty. Uh, anyway, should have won the Heisman. Um, Figured, but anyway, receiver went to Georgia. And Travis Hunter. Uh, yeah, we'll see if he can hold up. That, that's a shit ton of snaps, but obviously seems to have insane talent. There's no way. There's no way. You're, there's they're no they're going to have to snaps a game. They're going to have to. They're going to have to rein in those snaps some. They, they have to. There's well, and absolutely no the way. Air, the air issues in Colorado of you know it's hard to breathe. Yeah. You imagine what kind of shape he's in though if he is able to somehow hold up and play 100 snaps a game in Colorado. That's absolutely insane. Um, he's not. Yeah, probably not. Tennessee at Virginia in Nashville. Um, Tennessee boat raced them uh, 49-13. Ohio State. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you have a napkin, a scribbled on napkin or what, but they were at, at Indiana at 3.30 on CBS. Uh, you, so you had your first uh, Gary Danielson game. Uh, probably lasted like four, four and a half hours, but Ohio State not. won 23 minutes. It was three hours and 23 minutes. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, yeah. I'll keep this short. There's a lot of overreactions okay. going on online. Uh, I, the defense played phenomenal. They only allowed like 120 yards. They allowed three points. 
Uh, Kyle McCord, uh, I think a lot of his issues were the offensive line is just not gelling yet, so hopefully that comes with time. Um, he, I mean, Marvin and Mbuka um, only had five catches. He missed some throws on them. I, I mean, I'm not going to – people want like him to be benched and want the other guy to play. I, I mean – we we got to give it a week. It's it's a whole new team at this point. The offensive line's on new, quarterbacks on new. I'm not gonna react. Defense looked good. Offense got the job done. That game was never in danger. Uh, so we'll see what happens this week. This is a this this week is a good get right mental game versus Youngstown State. Yeah, if you can't put up uh, numbers against Youngstown State, I think that's appropriate time to sound the alarm. Maybe on Cal uh, McCord. Yeah, I, I agree. We can we can overreact next week if we're still in the same position. I guess I think that react, not overreact. Sure. Yeah. I think that would be an appropriate reaction at that point. Um, it seemed like Indiana was playing the game of their lives on defense and they couldn't get much corn on offense. Like you said, I mean, to uh, Ohio state's credit. Yeah. Also but, yeah. Indiana was, was running the triple option, which no one expected. Uh, at least for part of that game. Right. Yeah. So they just were just, just chewing clock that whole game. So there wasn't a lot of possessions. I think someone looked it up and they said versus the the game versus Indiana last year, there was Ohio State had seven less possessions compared to last year. Well, it, it, the clock rules probably benefited them trying to chew clock too. Yeah. Uh, but I, the most concerning thing was Ohio State was two for 12 other downs when Ohio State has been second in efficiency the last two years on third down. So some stuff to fix. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna overreact. Yeah, it's probably too soon to to go nuts on it. McCord did not look um I mean early, I will, but did I not will, look I like the quarterbacks s- that you see out of a Ryan Day offense. Uh, I will say this, I think it's it's hilarious that everyone's been like poo poo in Ohio State and moved them down polls. Meanwhile, Michigan won thirty to three versus Eastern Carolina at home and gave up way more yards. And JJ McCarthy only passed for like, I think 20 more yards than McCord. But here we are. And the highest state, high state played but a Harbaugh was road. suspended. You know, you forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Oh, we need to bring that up. So uh, it's it's not an offense. It's not a defense. It's a wee fence, according to Harbaugh. And that I think yeah. Harbaugh was just trying to out cringe his team for uh, J.J. McCarthy wearing a free Harbaugh shirt and then all of them coming out in a single-file line on the first play of the game holding the number four up mm-hmm. as if Harbaugh was a martyr for them. Yeah. I did think that was funny, too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, it was definitely cringy. I don't, I don't know if I would use the word funny, but it was definitely like, uh, like these, these fucking guys. All right. Um, Wazoo was at Colorado State. Wazoo won 50-24. to UNC in the Battle of Carolinas. UNC was at South Carolina. They won 31-17. So, um, UNC looked pretty good, yeah. I will say. They did. And we'll South see. Carolina. Was South Carolina. It's hard hard to 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 gauge anything against South Carolina, but This good. is true. This is true. They, uh, they got half of last season's sack total in that game. So, yeah, nine know. sacks is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> By the I way, think Spencer Rattler might not be very good. <laughs> this is an unbelievable amount of sacks. <laughs> I thought that he actually, I thought that he actually did decent, like stat wise, but it may be more the issue of their offensive line. I'm not sure. Um, oh yeah, the offensive line is bad. I think their defensive line is also very bad. I think everywhere is bad for that team, honestly. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, probably is bad. Hopefully, uh, God willing, and the. Don't rise, as I say. All right, Penn State, next game. Speaking of, uh, I don't know, surprises. So, Drew Eller. Um, uh, West Virginia was at Penn State, and Penn State won 38-15. Drew Eller put up some uh, some stats in this game and looked like um, he looked like a five-star quarterback, which I was not prepared to say until I saw something. I mean, granted... Could be he was partially the, the competition in that class. Yeah, but it's still Penn State, and I was like, "Oh, cool. We got another. Got another. Uh, how, how would how would we say a uh, quarterback with a lot of caucasity coming in there? Um, I just expected the same thing. Yeah, 
a guy with a lo- gem with a, uh, <laughs> a gem rat, you know, real um, what do you say, a uh, high motor guy. Spends a lot of time in the film room. All the code words that we use for white quarterbacks. Um, anyway, so yeah, he looked really good. So I I would assume that it would probably be alarming to uh, I don't know how, how do you, how did you feel watching that, Andrew? Um, I mean it's I that's scary. Penn State Penn State with a good <laughs> quarterback is scary. I think that's where I'm at right now. Also, their defense looked really good too. Um, yeah. Now you got to worry about Michigan and Penn State, man. Luckily, we yeah. get Penn State at home. Uh, yeah, but I think I think Penn State is going to be and uh, I I got to look at Penn State's schedule because they're out of conference. If I remember right, it's not very good. Yeah, so okay, I'm looking at now. We're not going to know anything about Penn State until they play Ohio State because they play Delaware, Illinois. I guess they play Iowa, but we still don't really know anything about Iowa. Northwestern, I mean, they, UMass. They just played West Virginia out of conference, so. Yeah, but West Virginia is crap. They were a 24-point yeah. favorite in that game. They didn't even cover. Yeah. Wow. Um, West Virginia didn't look quite as incompetent as I thought they would, but Penn State looked really good, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Um, I mean, West Virginia won like three games last year, or four games. So Correct. And their coach is on the hot seat this year, coming into the year. Probably would have already been this fired. This isn't your, your West Virginia, your Steve Slayton, West Virginia. This isn't your West Virginia and the Clemson Orange Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't believe that was a decade ago. Anyway, uh, Drew Aller at, uh, what a long at Penn State trip. looked really good. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Monday. Oh, boy. Tom, do you have uh, your do you have your uh, scribbled on napkin ready to go? I didn't take any notes. I was, uh, you know, I don't know. I Also, I stopped watching before the end of the game. When oh. I stopped watching, it was 21-7, so I don't know what happened uh, after that. But I, I knew... I saw the writing on the wall and listen, so I started getting ready. It's important to, to take to steps for your mental health. Uh, so Clemson was at Duke. I, listen, and Duke, I, uh, oh, sorry. I have a pretty good life. I don't need this. Like This is like literally the only stressful thing in my life. So yeah, I don't really need this shit. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, <sighs> so, you know, I guess I'll start the defense. I, did they give up 28 points? I don't know if, like what the, the last touchdown was, if it was like a, pick six or a fumble recover i don't know there was so much like benny hill shit that was happening to the offense all game that like i i, I have no idea how duke could have scored anyway i don't block kick who knows i don't know how they scored the last touchdown point is defense played not great would you like oh. us to tell you how they scored the last touchdown sure if you know um and that's what i was trying to remember it was, was, a, was it was a uh, long run it was a really run oh, okay yeah um yeah. Yes. Well, I would assume the defense was just gassed at that point, but um, I, I I just don't understand the play calling on defense. You know, I was hoping when we got rid of our offensive coordinator last year, we'd get rid of the defensive one as well. I mean, I know he's some kind of, you know, wonderkin from who studied under Venables and NFL coaches or whatever, but he's just not a good game day coach. I Their quarterback who, again, all the credit in the world, he played great last night, still barely passed for over 50% completion rate, right? I think like 50, 52% or something. I don't know. Terrible percentage. We still, and the only the only time you ever completed a pass was when we played zone. And we played zone so much. We never manned up on the receivers who I can't imagine are good. So I don't know why we're not press manning them or, or, or what. And, we, and then this guy cannot pass. Defensive line still does not like play contain they just let him run wild and that's where he get all his yards from he'd you know sit back in the pocket for a few seconds and just run through the gaps and there'd be you know no discipline on the defensive line and then sometimes we'd get him behind we got him behind the line one time like dead to rights and then he like got out of a tackle from our our linebacker who's supposedly first round pick next year and he just runs for 44 yards for a touchdown so like i just don't understand the defensive philosophy uh that we that we played with and and that wasn't even the biggest problem uh <laughs> as it turns out you know we got a new offensive coordinator but yeah the offense is still shit do we um, do we want to address the quote and then you can talk about if you disagree with how it was framed but sure. I, I know there was a quote that kind of went viral from i think it was dabo before the game and asked about garrett riley's first game as oc he said well it's the clemson offense 
We've always collaborated as a staff. We hired Garrett to come in here and coordinate the Clemson offense. So, uh, of course, everybody took that as being... We hired him to run an existing offense and not the offense like the air raid that he's familiar with, uh, et cetera, from that he had just showed off at TCU. So my thoughts on that are he, he probably can't run the air raid with the personnel that he has. Um, I think that if you're going to be a good coordinator, you need to uh, game plan around the strengths of your, of your players. Um, Clemson has... No so, wide receivers. Like, f- fucking Jags is like <laughs> wide receivers, man. They're like honest to God, man. It looks like you know some kind of uh, private school uh, wide receiving core. Uh, like it, like Duke, bad. Yeah, like, like private, Duke. exactly like Duke. <laughs> Duke was see. Here's the funny thing: Clemson, Clemson wouldn't man up with their receivers, but Duke was manning up with Clemson's receivers. That's how little they respected Clemson's receivers. And Clemson's receivers never got open. Like everyone kept bitching about throwing behind the line and and and, and doing screens and throwing to the running backs. But like, what else do you want them to do? The receivers weren't getting open. The only time the receivers were open is. When they were behind the line before the DBs could get to them, so like, or when they were open, you know, they did drop. They dropped it, <laughs> or they dropped it. I mean, I, I just they're not good, and you know. So what does Riley do? He plays to the strengths of the team. I mean, Clemson was just like killing Duke on the third quarter, and they would get down. I mean, we had three drives inside the three yard line and got uh-huh. zero points from them. Uh-huh. And how do you blame the OC for that? How do you blame the OC for two fumbles and a shanked field goal? Yep. I I mean. I don't know. Um, Clemson had 200 yards plus rushing, 200 yards plus passing. Clemson has never in the history of the school lost a game when they did that. I don't, I mean, and and also it's his first game as offensive coordinator for the school. I think if the shit that happened didn't happen, I think people would have been okay with that. Yeah. I, I, I was okay with it. Honestly, I know a lot of people are shitting on him and shitting on the quotes that Dabo said, but I think the offensive game plan was fine. I think there was some shit execution, especially in the red zone. There were some, you know, costly fumbles, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, I think nine out of 10 times Clemson wins that game, but it, what happened happened. Um, I, I, I honestly, I still think, obviously, you know, we talked about this in the preview. Wide receivers are still a huge problem. Um, offensive line looked great in run uh, on run plays, but looked really bad in pass protection. Defense, I, man, I don't know, man. We have so too many blue chippers on that defense for it to play as poorly as it plays. And it looks like lack of effort, poor tackling, bad scheme. I, you know, we're going to waste a lot of talent on with a bad coordinator. And um, I don't know. It's going to be a long year, I think. Um, yeah. Is what it is. That's what that's the and, I, and special teams also is really bad. I, <laughs> but, I did. I do enjoy two things from the game. One is that if Clemson doesn't get that that botched punt return, they lose maybe by twenty eight nothing, if not more. Well, uh, that's okay. It's okay. That's fair to say that. But also, if if you're going to take away that fair. fumble, then why would you not take away Clemson's fumbles? Right? Clemson could have easily, you know, won the game 24-17 or whatever. Right? So, I mean, yeah, that could have happened. But also, Clemson could have not fumbled. I still, times in the red and zone, I think the, the, the funniest stat that uh, I read or saw was uh, uh, in the second half, Clemson did not punt and did not score any points, which is remarkable. Yep. Good skill. They had a lot of drives inside the uh, the red zone, so or inside the, uh, well, inside the five, honestly. Yeah, three drives in a row inside the five, and they couldn't get any points out of it. Pretty, pretty damning. Um, not great. That was. Um, I will say, like out. my one, my one criticism, my one criticism of Riley, and I'll have this criticism of anyone. If you are inside the one yard line and you're going shotgun, you yes. deserve whatever bad shit happens. Yes, I will yes. say it to anyone. Why? Hey, what if we made this three yards further away? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah exactly. But, well, the thing is, and at least two of our coaches here would probably be uh, represented by this, but the two Rileys. They probably never line up under center. It's always shotgun or pistol. I, I would assume it's always shotgun. And Ryan Day is always shotgun too, right? Oh, we well, he was. But so that was the criticism of Day in this last game is uh, I think 84% of the snaps were under center. 
Oh, interesting. Maybe that's just because McCord is not the. Uh, well, there's, a, have there's the legs a, fresh, that... a freshman center too, which I think is part uh, of the well, issue. Well, I, I will say this then. I will say this. Then. I thought if snapping under center was harder than shotgun. No. Absolutely not. All right. If you guys, okay. I will say this. If you guys th- think that Dabo really did have his hands in the offensive play calling cookie jar, that would have been under center. So that's why if, if you're saying Raleigh never goes under center, then, you know, that was probably his call then. Well, so. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I put it, it, it's either on Riley or you say it's on Dabo because he doesn't recruit the correct kind of athletes for Riley to use. Or NIL, well, yeah. not bringing I mean, them in. One, one of the two. Like, you know, it's we have two five star wide receivers coming in next year, but I mean, it could be late, too late at that point. I don't know. I mean, the wheels are already falling off. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. All right, we'll, we'll let you we'll know if it gets better. Changes his tune. Yeah, I'm I'm checked out for the season, so we'll see. <laughs> all right. This is this is the best Clemson game review you're gonna get all season because the rest of them are gonna be like, let me look at the box score. Me and Andrew will fill you in. We'll, we'll probably be watching Thanks, the games. Man. Yeah. We, we got Appreciate it. it. All right, your uh, <laughs> your game of the week supposedly <laughs> was uh, Florida State at LSU, and uh, I think we all unanimously, including Vegas, picked LSU in this one. Uh, we can review the pickums later. However, Florida State won this forty-five to twenty-four. Um, it was number eight versus number five teams, and LSU had a 65% chance of winning, according to the matchup predictor on ESPN. They lost to uh, 45-24. And what's his name? Uh, Jordan Travis. I was getting him confused with Travis Hunter, like too many Travises. Uh, Jordan Travis, I was skeptical for the game. It looks skeptical. really good. He, but- he made... I thought he made yeah. some really bad choices, but also <laughs> like that one lame duck he just threw up <laughs> at the guard line. It. Picked no, yeah. like the well, ten was yard one, line. There was yeah, yeah, and I was like, and if like I, I don't know how there were two LSU guys yeah, there. They fought over it. it, but if they got it, that was a touchdown. And like I just, he's lucky he has the wide receivers. He has those wide receivers are terrifying, man. Oh, four, uh, who's fourteen is that the tall guy? Yeah. Coleman? Yeah, that that dude looks like an NFL Coleman, receiver yeah. right now. Yeah, Keon Coleman, I want to say. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be there for more than one season. I promise you, he's going to the NFL next year. He looks yeah, good. he looks incredible. Um, just throw the ball to him every time. He's yeah, huge. Just eat, yeah, why would you just not? heat it up? Just heat it. He had already had two touchdowns, and LSU <clears> was still like single manning him up, and I was like, "What are you idiots doing?" Yeah, yeah. How tall is that dude? Because he looked huge Six out four. there. Okay. Six yeah, I mean that's. He looked. He also looked very fast. He was. I don't know. Well, he's physical too. He was able to body Michigan some of these. Uh... Oh, he was a transfer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. From Michigan State. All their wide, all their their wide receivers great. are transfers. He was their leading wide receiver, and he left. Nice. Well, transfer. I'm sure, era. there was no tampering. Man, it sure would be nice yeah. if uh, if Clemson could get some transfer wide receivers, huh? Wouldn't it? Yeah, that's okay though. We're gonna save those uh, scholarships for walk-ons. They earned it. Yeah. Yep. Totally. All right. Your turn of the week was very turdy. Um, Northwestern was at Rutgers. Uh, did they? When, when are we giving them the S back, Andrew? Uh, if they can beat Michigan when Harbaugh comes back. Oh well, that's not going to happen. So they're, I guess they're never they getting get it. They get the S back for beating fucking Northwestern. I thought they had just had to hit, get a certain amount of wins, and we were going to give them the S back. Uh, well, well, you know, it's kind of like what was what was <laughs> the the thing in the '80s of I don't know what porn is, but I I know it when I see it. Like that's the sure. S situation. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, we'll revisit the S. We'll see if we see it. All right. Let's talk about this week's games uh, real quick. So Thursday, uh, not much. Your your best game, uh, of which there is not even a line from Vegas on it. Murray State at Louisville. That's at 730 on the ACC Network. Uh, real bad. Friday. Uh, but it's football. Thursday NFL, I think. So it's okay. True. Yeah, Maybe that's why they, they didn't put any halfway decent uh, college games on them. Yeah, probably. Uh, Friday, you got Illinois at Kansas. Uh, Kansas favored by three, and that is at 7.30 on ESPN2. Okay. Saturday, moving on over there. 
Uh, also, we have multiple turd of the week contenders, so this will be a live selection process. Actually, let's just go okay. through the three uh, together so we don't forget who they are. Uh, and then we can make our decision here. Uh, your first choice is Vanderbilt, uh, your first choice, uh, or your first selection here, I guess. Vanderbilt at Wake Forest, who is favored by 10 at 11 on ACC Network. Uh, a game now starting at 11. Eastern? Yeah, 11 <laughs> on ACC Network is uh, is pretty damn turdy. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, his second one for your selection is James Madison, favored by seven somehow <laughs> in Virginia at noon on ESPNU. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty turdy. That's gonna be that's gonna be my selection. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, your last one. Your last one is El Asico. You see, you got Iowa favored by four at Iowa State at 3:30 on Fox. Uh, uh, just remember, new rules. Uh, we cannot pick a team twice this year. So, I mean. I, it's to me. It's got to be the game that starts at 11 a.m. Eastern. Like you just hide that shit away on 11 a.m. kickoff. Fucking game. Well, it's because they have mine. It's because they have is, to. It's, yeah, it's, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say they have to make room for uh, Charleston Southern at Clemson on the ACC network at 2:15. Okay, so here's my thing. <laughs> it's got to be the game where the FC is that James Madison still FCS? Where the FCS Think school so. or I don't know what they are. It's favored. Where, James, where the S is favored by a touchdown. I'm pretty sure look James up. Madison moved up. They're in Sunbelt now. Yeah, James Madison in Sunbelt. Oh, they're in the, the Sunbelt. I don't care. They still shouldn't be up by a seven. They should not. Correct. Um, man, this is kind of a split decision because I feel like uh, the game that is literally titled El Asico, it doesn't get more assy than that. No, Iowa, Iowa State is not on the same level as these other two games. Get that no, out not here. even at all. You, will, you would watch El Asico, right? And I'm going so that, to. You can't. So I watch it every time because it's a train wreck. It's it's awful. Okay, but would you watch any of those other two games? Well, no, no. but we're trying okay, to so strike a good balance between assy and like something to watch in my mind. But all right. Oh, I never thought. I didn't think we were trying to find a game that's terrible that you want to watch. I thought we were just looking for the worst game no, of the week. The, the worst game. It's kind of like the polls. Is... It's kind of like the polls. We make up for the rules every week, so we we can do whatever okay. we want. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy sitting there watching Iowa and Iowa State. It's going to be an amazing game. That's not the word I would use for it, but it will be highly entertaining. It's not going to be amazing. Um, all right, so, all right, Vandy or Wake Forest? I guess I need to be the tiebreaker between these two. Um, yep. I, I'm going to have to go with uh, with Vandy because 11 a.m. On, on the regional, or not the regional... That? But the conference you're getting, channel. You're getting, you're getting rid of both those teams now. You can't use either of them ever anymore. That's fine. Okay. We yeah, probably won't be using Wake Forest teams. Ass teams. Uh, is the ass team, and there's no. Other I was going to say Vanderbilt's teams. the ass team. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be playing any more ass teams than that. Maybe. All right, Vandy and Wake Forest. Forest night, though you don't want to waste Iowa, Iowa State because Iowa State has played Baylor later in the season. <laughs> Which is clearly the turn of the week now. Well, that's what I was saying. You you waste Virginia because they're. I mean, it's only one bad team that you're you're taking out there. No, Virginia's going to play Clemson later this year. That won't be. No, no they don't. Do oh, they? I, I don't, don't know. think so. I assume. I don't think so. Do they? No, they don't all play each other. I don't. Not at home. Unless right. they play them away, but I don't think they play them this year. All right. Uh, let's move on and talk about the rest of them. So your turn of the week is Vandy at Wake Forest at eleven on ACC Network. Uh, Wake is favored by ten. By the way. All right, um, we will Clemson continue doing this. Virginia this year, huh? Clemson does not play Virginia this year. Okay, oh, thank that you. That's right. Um, in keeping with the typical fashion, uh, at least for the most part, uh, we'll still mention our teams in passing, even if it's a shitty game like this next one. Ball State, at Georgia, favored by forty-two at twelve on SEC Network. Next, we got James Madison. Favored by seven, uh, as we were just saying, at Virginia at noon on ESPNU. Nebraska. Uh, this one's actually fun. Nebraska, favored by three and a half. Uh, you got that line. Colorado. You got that line flipped. Colorado's favored. Is it? Okay, I was about yes. to say this doesn't make any sense after that. Okay. Um, was looking at my phone at work because they... Uh, that they block uh, Vegas um, odds at, on corporate Wi-Fi. Who knew? Who knew? Probably because so. they don't want you gambling. <laughs> Non-company re- oh, resources, man. anyway. Utah Baylor yeah. is at noon. 
You don't have this on your list, but I was looking at lines. Utah Baylor is at noon, and Utah's only a seven-point favorite. All right, we can add it. That's a that's a that's an early uh that's eleven a.m. game local. out west. Um, no. Yeah, Baylor, Texas Central. Oh, Baylor. Do you have the spread on that by chance? I don't know. Why. Uh, I thought you said Utah. Seven, BYU. seven and a half. Utah Baylor. All right, let's add this in. Uh, is it at Baylor? You said yeah, at Baylor yeah. at twelve on ESPN, and you said Utah was favored by what? Seven and a half. Oh, I'm like, well, I guess the two starting quarterbacks are out for Utah because the one got hurt versus Florida, right? Uh, did, wait, he got else? he got hurt. I don't know. Maybe that was Utah State. Utah. I don't think he got hurt. Thought he finished the game. Um. Oh, Baylor's going to be without their starting quarterback. <laughs> Oof. Well, might be worth so taking Utah, the though, technically. Well, fair, but at least they at least they looked relatively good against their cupcake last week. So, um, yeah. So Colorado favored by three and a half. That's at uh, noon on Fox. Notre Dame favored by seven and a half at NC State at noon on ABC. Youngstown State seems low. Seems low, yeah. Seems low. A uh, little bit, a few points. Me, Youngstown State at Ohio State. Uh, I couldn't find a line on this one. You won't uh, FCS. Earlier put lines on them. I couldn't remember if Youngstown State was MAC or if they were FCS. All right. Yep. Everyone's uh, everyone's getting promoted. You know. Okay. Um, that's at noon on Big Ten Network. So anything on this before we move on? Nope. Okay. Utah favored by seven and a half at Baylor. Like we said, that's at noon on ESPN. Charleston Southern at Clemson. No line on this one because the FCS. Uh, it's two fifteen <laughs> on ACC Network after our turn of the week. Vandy at Wake Forest. Ooh. Yeah. Just to watching. watch both of those in a row if you if you hate yourself. Yeah. Iowa favored by four at Iowa State at three thirty on Fox. El Asico. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see if they can uh, they can keep things going. Uh, I don't think weren't they just under the uh, threshold that they were supposed to get? Yeah, twenty four to yes. fourteen. So they're supposed to get twenty five points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. For their you know, uh, for you know who's going to be at that game? Who? Oh yes, who? Yes. One Donald, Donald. J. Trump. Yes, <laughs> I did enjoy Kirk Ferentz's response. They said they asked him like, "Kirk, what do you how do you feel about uh, Donald Trump being there?" And he said, "Or like, you know, what do you think about Trump being there?" He goes, "Yeah, well, so are sixty five thousand other people." So, yeah, all right. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I like that response." Cool. Okay, cool. Hook him. Um, let's talk about the next game. We got Ole Miss uh, fair by seven and a half at Tulane at three thirty on ESPN two. I think that's too many points at Tulane. I don't know how much Tulane lost, but I just remember that the last time I actually watched Tulane, uh, they beat USC. So I don't think they're that good. But I don't know. They just won a major bowl game last year. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe that was last year on the road. Okay. Um, I, I would assume maybe all those players uh, transferred out just because of transfers being what they are. Maybe that's why. I have not followed them enough to know all that. Um. Texas A&M, they are favored by four, um, and they're at Miami at 3.30 on ABC. A weird game. It is weird. So we'll see how they uh, how the Jimbo and Petrino experiment continues there. I don't think Miami's very good, but uh, I'm not sure what to make of Texas A&M, so yeah, strange game. Yeah, I don't think either of them are very good, so I don't know. <laughs> Sure. Well, it's only four for Aggie. Um, App State is at UNC. UNC is favored by 18. Seems like a lot to me, but I'm not sure how good App State's supposed to be. They they do seem to be a tricky team, but whatever. Um, that's at 515 on the ACC network. So if you just want to keep it on that uh, channel and just don't change it, you can watch uh, all day. All day, just watch hey. ACC Network. <laughs> Starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. 
Yep. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be a pit. Who's favored by seven and a half? That's at six thirty on the CW. I had to put this one on here because it's the first one I've seen on the CW. So, oh, Cincinnati looks really good this last week, though. I don't know. I don't know about that seven and a half for Pitt. Is there? Uh, is it Jeff Brom? Did Pitt also Cincinnati? look really good. I don't know. Huh? Who? Cincy. Emory Jones. No, I was saying who's the uh, who's the the new coach at Cincinnati with Luke Fickle off at Wisconsin. Uh, Isn't it Jeff Brom? I thought Jeff Brom went to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Scott Satterfield. Uh, oh, interesting. Because Satterfield was formerly at uh, App State, but where was he at? Because there was somewhere he was not. Things were not going well. Louis- oh, Louisville. It was he was Louisville. at Louisville, and then Brom yeah. did the shuffle over from. Uh, yes. Uh, was it Purdue? Yes. yes. Okay. It was All right, cool. at Purdue. All right. All right. I'm caught up now. All right. We're good. Good. Took me a second. Win that game. You see, they might win that game. They might. Okay. We'll see. They might. Um, I'm unsure if this is one of the years that we're expecting Pitt to be good. Like if they've accumulated three or four years of starters that are all seniors now. Uh, I haven't looked at their roster that much, but so we'll see. UCF fared by three and a half at Boise State at seven on uh, FS1. Wisconsin favored by six at Washington State at 7.30 on ABC. I'm pausing here to see if anybody wants to say anything, but I, th- I guess we're all good here. Um, nope, I'm good. All right. Auburn favored by seven at Cal at 10.30 on ESPN. Big, uh, ACC SEC matchup was good. Uh, big in uh, quotes, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one was in contention for your Pac-12 After Dark, but I went with another game instead. Your game of the week, I suppose. I mean, there's not really any other competition. Um, well, I mean, there's some there's some okay games, there's and not, then there's there's always some com- that no, no, there is no competition. Nope. Nope. There's no real competition, but there's going to be no something that ends up being entertaining, is what I mean. But uh, of ranked teams, there's nothing close to Texas at Alabama, favored by seven. Seven on uh, ESPN. I assume that's uh, Fowler and Herb Street uh, game. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So here is this game. We will see how Sark does going back home ish to uh, Tuscaloosa here. Um, Jalen Milrow looked, I would say last week, I thought he looked good. He's fast as shit. Um, his arm, I mean, I didn't watch the game super closely. I thought his arm looked pretty good. Um, I mean, he looked really good on deep balls. He only passed, he only passed 18 times. It is also Middle Tennessee yeah. State. So, Middle I mean, Tennessee State, also, State, so. There was also that one play that he, there was a bad snap and he kind of ran around and got that long touchdown on. Uh, I I don't like he looked good, but he looked good. I, you have to look at it in a vacuum, right? I I don't know. I I can't take anything away from that game. And be like, yep, he's he's it, or he's fixed all his problems. Or Alabama's wide receivers don't suck anymore. They look good. They look better than they did in scenarios yeah. last year versus good teams. So we'll see what they look like versus a good well, team now. If nothing else, he looked really like he looked promising. It's a little bit um too soon to book the the tickets for New York for a Heisman ceremony probably however he he looked good in what we saw given the competition that Middle Tennessee State is sure. he, they, he did what he did what was expected of him and you know correct. that's all you can ask I mean him. if he wins that if he does somehow win the Heisman which obviously one game it was Middle Tennessee State if he does somehow win it they're going to show that play where it was a uh, the the center skipped the ball to him and he picks it up and runs it in for yeah, a touchdown I mean, it, somehow it was a hell of a play he had some nice plays he did what he was supposed to do play. let's see if he can, let's see if he can keep doing it correct um, and then texas coming in with uh, Quinn Quinn yours who has a fresh haircut no longer looks like joe dirt so so there's that joe dirt tay joe dirt tay um don't really know. I, I mean, I think that I'll, I'll be honest. I would, I would put my money on Alabama big in this one. I think that they want to have a statement. When uh, I don't think Texas don't, is why great. Don't, why don't? 
Why don't we wait till we get to the Pickens? Okay, I don't think that Texas is okay. Fine, fine. But do we want to say anything about uh, previewing this before we get to uh, to said Pickums? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know, I don't know anything know. about these teams. We don't. I cool. The, both these teams have looked good against way inferior competition. So. Sure. And they both have high expectations on them. All right, yeah, I suppose. I, I, and we saw this game last year. We saw what Texas could do. We saw, uh-huh. you know, in that game, if Ewers doesn't go out, they might win that game. Uh, sure. I don't know. I, I hope it's. I hope it's a good game because I want a good prime time game because we had none this week. Sure. Yep. Your uh, Pac-12 after dark game of the week is Stanford at USC, who is uh, favored by twenty nine and a half at ten on Fox. So that would be mm. a good one to uh, to fall asleep to, probably. Um, uh-huh. Do we want to do uh, questions first or uh, pickums? I think we do questions. Right? Do we? I don't think that's sure. true. Um, pickums first, usually. Okay. okay. <laughs> Can we ever remember? Here we go. Nope. All right. Last week, West Virginia at Penn State. Penn State was 20 half point favorite. Everyone said they would cover. Uh, then we had Northwestern at Rutger. Rutger was a six and a half point favorite. Uh, Andy said Rutger would not cover that. I also said Rutger would win by 14 points or more, which they did. Way to go, everyone. Except for Andy. Yay. Well, uh, LSU you know. at Florida State. Uh, everyone picked LSU. That was way incorrect. Why'd uh, you tell me that Penn State did not cover versus the, uh, the line Rager. changed before kickoff from when we recorded? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, UNC at South Carolina. UNC was two and a half point favorite. Andy was the only one to pick South Carolina. You dummy. Wow. And Way to go, man. Colorado at TCU. TCU was a 20 half point favorite. Tom and Vegas both said Colorado would cover, or TCU would cover. They did not. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Bring in your record to Tom, three and two. Andy, two and three. Me and Vegas, four and one. That brings us to this week's picks. Okay. Up first, we're rolling again with Colorado. University of Nebraska-Lincoln at Colorado. Colorado is a three-point favorite. Tom, who wins? I'm going to go with Colorado, but I'm not going to feel good about it. Mm. Andy? I think we should, before we before I say my pick, I want to give you credit yep. that you actually started out 1-0 on the lock card cold pick. Mm-hmm. I think I think more attention needs to be brought to the fact that you actually are mm-hmm. positive in that for the first stalling? time in forever. Um, no, I just didn't want to forget about okay. it. I'm gonna go okay. with um, I'm gonna go with Colorado and uh, Nebraska to add another close loss to their repertoire. Uh, I'm going to go with the University of Nebraska Lincoln. Uh, I think the wow. Colorado hype train ends this week. I think uh, I think Nebraska looked fairly decent and fairly competent last week. Not that Colorado didn't, uh, but I think the hype train ends this week for prime time. Mm. And Vegas will also okay. go Colorado. Up next, we have Auburn at Cal. Auburn is a six and a half point favorite, so we're picking against the spread here. Uh, yes, I think Auburn Bug. covers that, and I think pretty easily. Uh, yeah, easily. Cal's miserable. Yeah. I don't know how the FBI has them at 30th, but yeah. All right. Up next, we have Alaska, Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa is a four-point favorite. Tom, who wins? <sighs> Shit. I'm going to go with Iowa. I feel like I this is probably going to be pretty boring. Uh, also going Iowa because uh, it's an assy game. I think Brian Ferentz has a little bit of motivation with his job at the end of the year on the line and that they may actually go for it a little bit more. Uh, I have to check something here real quick, so give me a second. Oh, sure, right. sure, of course. Alright, here we go. Get- uh, I am going to pick Iowa. I think Iowa wins convincingly and your Lockhart Cole pick shit. Oh, shit. Is we hit the over in that game at thirty six and a half? Oh well, that's okay. That's not a bad Lockhart Cole pick. That's fine. Okay, you, you didn't pick Iowa. Well, to... I mean, Iowa has to score twenty five, so that's a pretty pretty easy over, sure. I think. And okay. Vegas will pick Iowa. 
Uh, up next, we have Texas A&M at Miami. Texas A&M is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who's going to win? I think Texas A&M wins this game. Oh, yeah, we're going straight up here. Uh, yes, Texas A&M. I'm going to take Miami because why not? Miami! <laughs> ACC <laughs> Homer. Let's go. Vegas yeah. takes Texas A&M. And then finally, we have Texas at Bama. Bama's a seven-point favorite. Tom, do they cover? Yes. Yes, I think they cover. Andy? Uh, Yes. Agreed. Um, I really... I really think Texas has a legit shot to win this game. But I also can just see the Bama buzzsaw spinning up right yeah. now, and it's going to be like a 17-point <laughs> win. So I'm going to say Bama covers. And Vegas also is a cover. All right, so not a lot of difference in the picks this week. Nope. We'll get better games next week. Hope so. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. There's your pickums. And what questions do we have then? Uh, we did have a couple this week. I have to find them. There we go. Are we, are, were they not troll questions? We is can do Elko, the, uh, Yeah. Is Elko the upcoming Florida coach at this rate? Elko of Duke. Mike Duke. Mike Elko uh, of Duke. Duke fame. Yeah. Duke fame. Yes. What's his uh, What's his background here? Let's see. Let's. Is that A and M before? A and M, Notre Dame, Wake Forest, Bowling Green. Hmm. Hmm. Uh oh, he's I got mean, that. Uh, Ohio cradle of coaches thing going on, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he is. Who's to say? Hofstra. Wasn't that... Uh, is that where Brian Kelly or one of the Kellys came out of? Who's I feel like say? they've had a, a number of people came out of there, surprisingly. Um, sure. Let's say yes. Mike Elko is the next... He's the coach in waiting for the Florida Gators. Sure. <laughs> And then uh, uh, Florida will fire him after uh, two years at the most. Yeah, I, w- I wonder yeah. why nothing ever works out. Yeah. Do you just, think there's a chance he stays a Duke, just becomes a Duke guy? No, absolutely not. Okay. Maybe maybe Aggie uh, hires him after they fire uh, Jumbo. Maybe. Anything's possible. Uh, I guess that wasn't question. part of the question. A Texas fan asks. Is Pastor Dabo in danger of being on the hot seat this season? This season? Yeah. I don't know how they can get rid of him. His how, buyout's so high, how and bad, he's so much more time. How bad does it have to get for for Dabo to be on the hot seat this season? What's the, what's the loss look like? Is it like a 6-6 six and six season, or is it like a 5-7? and seven? I mean, you miss a bowl game, you lose to South Carolina again, I think. I think that's pretty bad. Um... Yeah, the ACC is so bad. Like, the ACC is so bad, but uh, also though, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay his buyout, you're definitely not gonna have a, a, enough money to pay to get your way out of the ACC. Which uh, maybe people don't want you anymore anyway. But um, I don't know. I, I I think he has built up enough goodwill that he it's he's probably a few years out from a. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I gave up on the program, so maybe other people are too. Who knows? <laughs> uh, okay, and then our final question is from an Illinois fan. Uh, will you bet the over on Nebraska-Colorado? Which I have to look. Didn't we just talk about... Well, I know Nebraska's not Big 12, but I always bet the over on a Big the 12 game. The over-under is 59 and a half. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Nebraska can't score. I don't know if uh, I would not bet the over on that game. No, I would bet the under yeah. on that game. That's a lot of points. Because even like a twenty-one yeah. twenty-eight game doesn't even get you there. Hmm. I think that Colorado could actually hit it. I don't have a lot of faith in Nebraska scoring a Nebraska lot of points. Nebraska is just going to chew clock. They're just going to chew yeah. that clock so much. Yeah, I don't think Nebraska really wants to score like more than the Brian Ferentz line. It's kind of like the the line. What's the uh, the cocoon line? The Wilford Brimley, like so and so has crossed Wilford Brimley's age in cocoon. So this is like the Brian Ferentz twenty five point per game line. I don't think Nebraska wants to cross that that much. 
They want to win games like 14 to 12. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I might I might actually go bet that under right now. There you go. Oh, wow. Oh. Thanks uh thanks to this Illinois fan that contributed to more of uh Andrew's debauchery gambling. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Those are all of the questions that I believe that we have. We do not have any emails. I am highly disappointed in everyone. You could send those well, emails. I, I, I guess hmm. we don't have to buy our webcams. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah nobody said anything. Darn. Uh, you guys Darn. lose. You guys lose. You could have seen it. You could have. But who who would have known what you would have seen? It could have been... Nothing good. Nothing scandalous good. yeah nothing good nothing good at all uh <laughs> andrew probably would have just put the webcam on his dog actually I that, that would the same. that would have probably gotten people to to send in emails so if you want uh if you want doge cams uh let us know uh maybe we could do that anyway send us emails to podcast at academically com, and we will read those and other than that i think that that covers everything that we had for this week and tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. Starfield time. Peace. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir song is available at pipechoir.com and this is using the creative commons attribution 4.0 international license thank you